sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Good evening, this is Carrie Rhodes and I'm your host of the Parenting Hour and this month, all month, the month of April, is the Childhood Abuse and Prevention Month and so you may be seeing blue pinwheels around, you may be hearing more about the subject and this entire month on my show is going to be dedicated to this topic because it's so near and dear to my heart and today I have a couple wonderful guests that are really doing a lot of tremendous work in this field. I have Eldon Baber and he is the Executive Director of the Rays Foundation since 2013 and prior to that he was the CEO for the nonprofit organization designated as the Riverside County Child Abuse Prevention Council. Also joining me today is Scott Burdick, and he is the program manager with the County of Orange Social Services Agency's Department of Child and Family Services, and he has been with that agency for over 20 years. And for the past 11 years, Scott has been program manager overseeing the Child Abuse Registry, Emergency Response, Permanency Services, and Families and Communities Together. And so thank you both so much for joining us today. And so I'd love to start off the show uh, talking about this Blue Ribbon Pledge. And as part of the, the task force for this through the Rays Foundation, the Blue Ribbon Pledge, were seven initiatives were identified. Um, the first is, I pledge to foster children with love. The second was, I pledge to be a chosen child checker, so never leave a child unattended in a car. Uh, I pledge to be a water watcher, so when you're at a group party or you're down by the beach or with groups of friends, make sure that someone's designated to be the person scanning the water and ensuring children's safety. Uh, I pledge to reach out for help. and so. Raising children can be really hard, and many of us have the opportunity to support other people by letting them know about services that are available so they can reach out and get the help they need. Uh, again, I pledge to regain focus. We want to make sure that we're giving our children our full attention. Distracted parenting happens a lot, and sometimes those things can lead to neglect or other accidents. And so not only do our children need our time and attention, they need us to focus and pay attention to what's going around them for their safety. Uh, I pledge to get engaged. Being a Raise Awareness Ambassador is something that I do and it's a way that I pledge to be in support of this cause and just in the last week I've had the opportunity to talk to many people in the parking lot that have seen my sticker um, that says don't leave a child unattended and they said wow that's an interesting sticker what is that so again getting engaged talking to people is something important that I like to do and again I pledge to speak up if you suspect child abuse please report it and that number is 1-800-207-4464 so again Again, uh, Scott Burdick and Eldon Baber joining me today. So, Eldon, yesterday was the big kickoff for this whole month. So, can you tell us about that? I sure can. And, and first, thank you for having us. It's, oh, fantastic! It's, to it's have wonderful you. to have your support, and, and uh, we just appreciate you being part of our, our team of I ambassadors as well. It's great to have you on that team. Um, so, what we do every year as kind of a kickoff event for April. As you said, April is Child Abuse Awareness Month. Um, it's a national month. It's not right. just here in Orange County, so it's across the country. Um, and every year we host a, a kickoff event. And it's basically um, a little bit of a celebration, but also a little bit of a somber reminder. Mm -hmm. um, we actually acknowledge the death of the children from the prior year, um, mm -hmm. regretfully, 
every year in Orange County there's a child that dies as a result of child abuse. Um, this past year we had 10 children that were on that list. Uh, so part of part of the event uh, that we do at the Bowers Museum in, in Santa Ana is a little bit of just acknowledging those deaths, reminding people about the importance of this month, um, the importance of caring for children, the importance of helping families in need. Uh, basically we take the approach of saying being a child shouldn't hurt. Right. There's no reason for a child to be in a position where being a child hurts. Mm -hmm. That's what this month is about. That's why this is important. Um, each year in Orange County there are literally tens of thousands of calls that go to the hotline number that you read out. And I'm going to repeat it because it's a good thing to repeat. Yes. Right? So you want to actually put this, put it in your cell phone. Put right. it in that contact list, okay? Mm -hmm. It's the Child Abuse Reporting Hotline. It's 1-800-207-4464. Now, a, a piece of what we do with that is that that event is also connected to um, recognizing kids. Mm -hmm. um, each year we have uh, this art contest where we're, we're putting out an opportunity for kids across the community, across the county, from every city, to enter this art contest. And the results of that contest are then displayed. They become part of a roving art exhibit, mm -hmm. right? Um, the, the theme can change from one year to the next, but basically the theme is always connected to protecting children, raising healthy families, um, helping children to have a healthy and productive life. That art contest obviously happens each year. We use the art as part of our promotional efforts. Uh, part of our public awareness efforts and that's really the issue that we're trying to bring attention to so when you've got 31,000 plus calls going to that registry that's just Orange County right okay that's not the whole state that's just in Orange County um, that's that's a pretty good number and the advantage that we like to think of from the Rays Foundation standpoint is our objective is increasing awareness so the more phone calls that go in the better it is. We, we like that. We want people to call. Now, the, the good news, this is the good news, mm -hmm. right? Reporting is up, right? Right. More calls are going in, so that means people are being aware. They're being mindful. Right. But the number of cases of actual abuse that are substantiated has gone down just a little bit. Right. Now, if I remember reading statistics from the training that um, the Blue Ribbon Task Force had put together last week, that eight, it was 800 children less than 2015. Right. The actual substantiated cases. Right. Okay. Right. So, so let me, you know, sometimes we get a little wonky in our conversations. Yeah. You know, we get our language, we get our little acronyms. When we say substantiated cases, mm -hmm. what we're talking about is someone calling in saying, I suspect this. And you know the folks that are on the other end of the phone that work with social services mm -hmm. take that information, okay. and then they really kind of investigate that call. They they look at to see you know well what's the information here? What what are we really talking about? Right. Is this abuse? Is it not abuse? Is it it's something that that really should be responded to where a child is in danger and needs protection? So a substantiated case is when that call goes in, the investigation that results from that call results in the finding of truth, that yes, abuse is happening. Mm -hmm. 
So that when you say substantiated, that's what it means. And that's what it means. And so last year, I know you'd given me some statistics that the, in 2016, there were 31,162 reports of suspected child abuse and neglect. And when it went through that, that as you said, the truth-finding process, is there abuse or not, there were 5,295 actual cases of abuse, correct? Right, okay. right. Now. I, I want to step back just a minute because I have mm -hmm. I have to acknowledge a, a, a UCI person. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, part of part of what we do with our kickoff event is also to acknowledge people that are champions for children. Yes. Okay. And one of those those champions this year was Dr. Sandra Murray, mm -hmm. who's a professor here at UCI. That's right. Um, Dr. Murray's a pediatrician. She's mm -hmm. she's a longtime advocate for kids. Um, she's just a fantastic lady, and over her career, she's she's just had a marvelous impact on protecting children, helping families, and just being a, a wonderful contributor to the the development of better treatment and care for kids. So I just I want to make make sure that we acknowledge the fact Absolutely. that she she's she's here at UCI. And she's here, yeah. You so know, we have so to, yeah, we have yeah. to mention her, which is great. And I'd like to also talk about, um, you know, with this month, we have pinwheels that represent this event. And maybe you could just give us a brief story around the pinwheel and what that represents to this cause. Sure. So the, the pinwheels, obviously, color blue. So the color blue comes from a representation of the bruises, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, that's the connection of the color. The pinwheel is that representation of what playful childhood should be like. Mm -hmm. So it's the blue pinwheel. Um, it's literally us taking something that's an everyday thing and putting it out there for people to see as a reminder um, across the across the community there's going to be 30 35 maybe 40 of these pinwheel gardens mm -hmm. that are in various places uh, Orange County Fire Authority kudos to them they're one of our partners in this campaign Sheriff Department kudos to them they're one of our partners in this campaign Department of Ed We've got a lot of great folks that are on the team so you'll see in different places, in front of fire stations, in front of sheriff department locations, in front of small businesses, these pinwheel gardens. And they're literally there just as a reminder to say, hey, be mindful. Right. You know, right. help a kid. Help a kid. Right. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Ellen. And then, Scott, I'd like to turn to you and, and talk about your role uh, and really um, what the agency is bringing and the support services that families are being offered. Absolutely. And, you know, what Eldon talks about is the number of calls coming through the registry and things coming across the abuse side. So at that point, for those over 5,000 kids we can't prevent anymore, right? It's already crossed that level. And so now it's working about that intervention. And so I spent 20 years in that side of the house. I managed the, the hotline and the emergency response and the continuing court. So the beauty of what we're here today talking about our FACT, our Families and Communities Together program, is this is an opportunity of really working to engage these families in their own communities in a way that's preventative. So we don't have to have that threshold crossed. And so that really becomes our opportunity of kind of going back in time and especially for these kids that later could be on the abusing side to really work to figure out how to better engage them and to make those connections. And for families listening, and you know, maybe they know someone that's needing help. Maybe you can go through what the program, what FACT offers, because there's different levels of need and there's different stressors for every family that can sometimes lead to these issues. Absolutely. So the beginning um, for a family that wanted to reach out, our website at factoc.org is a wonderful, wonderful resource that will give them an opportunity of finding the Family Resource Center that's close to them. And then we'll also catalog the services and, and things that we 
we have. So as part of those services, we have counseling, um, areas for some of the domestic violence, parenting classes, even out of school time and things for the kids. And so there's a whole myriad of service, kind of a one-stop shop that really allows them when they have needs, whether it's a basic need, many of them have food banks and those things that are opportunities to connect. And so really it becomes a really nice way for a family to just come in, make a connection in their community. And the family resource centers are strategically placed in some of the highest risk areas in the county. There's 15 throughout the county. And so that really allows us to overlay looking at some of the child abuse numbers, looking at some of the economic challenges and those things and placing them in those areas so we can make sure that we're serving the families at the greatest risk of abuse and neglect. Right. And you know what I love about this approach to the one-stop shop is that people can get a continuum of care. If I'm someone and I'm lower income and I'm catching a bus, the one great thing is many of them are on these main bus lines, but I'm not going from one city to get my counseling services to now going here to my food bank needs to now going over here for another need. So families know that they can, you know, be within distance, get on a bus, go to a a fact center and get their needs met. And so what are some of those areas where it's located for people listening? What are the main 15 areas where they're located? Um, There are resource centers in um, Anaheim. There's two in Anaheim, two in Santa Ana. We have a couple in South County as well. Um, Garden Grove in the Magnolia Park area, um, up in La Habra. Um, Actually, I don't have the so these are these are some of the main areas and I, I we probably don't have to list them all but i wanted people listening to know that they're in these main areas and you can get there and there's a lot of resources for families um what about homeless families how do homeless families you know you, you maybe you're living in a car maybe um you don't have a cell phone maybe you don't have a lot of ways to reach out how is um fact reaching back out into the community and looking for these vulnerable families and children Well, that is a really important issue, and we've been working with Susan Price, who's the lead in the county on the homeless piece, and actually, I spoke with her this afternoon, to be quite honest, and so we're working to continue to partner as more resources come up in that area, so we can make sure that we're pairing the need with the with the resource as well many of the frcs as well have different vouchers and those types of things might might be short term but then also work to help them get employment they all have information and referral as well so if a family comes in we also will provide them with a myriad of referrals even if they're not housed in that one facility as well okay that's that's good to know i appreciate that and what I'd also like to come back and talk about is, you know, we, we talk about these pledges, and I know each one of us as part of this group has committed to certain things, and we've each taken a pledge. Eldon, maybe you can come back and speak to the importance of these pledges and maybe how they were defined and, and what that looks like. Sure, I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, but before I answer that, I also want to I want to give some kudos to the county for this design. Yes, um, it's orange, a phenomenal, orange, it's a phenomenal design. Orange right? County is very innovative. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about these family resource centers, mm-hmm. there there's not a lot of other places in the country that are doing that. No, they're that not. has taken this approach that has pushed this resource base out mm-hmm. across the county and well, leveraged those yeah. services that way. And, and I think that would. And I think that what's so important is in the past, it seemed like child abuse was our as the county social services agency problem. And as we started reaching out in the county is ours as a community problem. And the more that we partnered, you know, each of the FRCs has at least four many, many, many funded and unfunded partners. And that being said, it's about that partnership that we can't do it alone. We all need each other. And it becomes really that whole it takes a village to raise a child. And it's very true. 
Well, and it affects the community in so many ways. I mean, you have children, if they're, if they're being abused, if they're not having access to food, if they're needing mental support, you know, they're in schools with other children and they're not able to function. They're not able to be joyful and learn. And so as a community, it affects us all because these children aren't able to meet their full potential. Right, and that robs the community of all these wonderful gifts that each child was born into the world with. And so I look at it as it's a community's effort, and that's why I get involved. It's why you both get involved. And we all get involved. So. Absolutely, and, and that's and and that is, I think, at the root of where these pledges in this campaign mm-hmm. come from. I mean, we're we're talking about this very basic level of of joy and happiness in a in a child's life. I mean, you, you know, when you're five years old, you're not supposed to be worried about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And it's, yeah, it's playtime. It's playtime. It's, play right? it's, it's color paint. It's, it's yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the concept of the pinwheel. I mean, it's we're we're talking about ensuring that children are raised in healthy, positive, loving environments. That's the baseline. And you know, both Scott and I have had these kinds of conversations as partners, saying you know, we do this because the investment is in the prevention. Mm-hmm. It is. I if you can prevent this, the cost to society, the cost to that family, the cost to that child in the future, you, you just avoid it. And, and, we, and, and we talk about like some of the risk factors and the fact mm-hmm. that when you look at these families that are abusing, they don't get it from nowhere. It comes in their history. So if we can now prevent for these kids being abused, we've now taken away that next generation of those that are going to... So we stop that cycle, essentially. Right. Now, the sad part is, quite honestly, that... Abuse does happen. It does. And and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bust a myth. Okay. It's everywhere in Orange County. Mm-hmm. There isn't a single city, a single zip code, a single town hall area, whatever you want to describe it as, mm-hmm. block, neighborhood, where it doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no like, oh, it all happens in one town. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Abuse, neglect, maltreatment crosses all economic, all social, all educational, all political. It doesn't matter what kind of demographic you want to look at. It crosses all those boundaries. It's an equal opportunity problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that's where this, this campaign, every year we do this in April, to try to bring the attention of the community to this need of we need to help kids and families. Now, mm-hmm. there's, there's a little bit extra emph- emphasis this year in our campaign it's it's the the top of the list fostering children with love right okay orange county is in uh a, a, i'm gonna uh, scott will probably slap me for this we're in a deep hole we are okay right. we have a tremendous shortening we we don't have enough foster families yeah Okay. We, we definitely need resource families. And we I need these resource families. To, right. Need it. And so now these kids, and then they're closing down group homes. There's effort of moving away toward those. And then, of course, there's the administrative issue of it's taking longer to, to right. get people qualified. And so now we have this great need of children need to be fostered, and especially sibling pairs. Oh, that's Correct. that's one of the trends that we're seeing right now. I mean, it, you know, when you talk about the statistics of just looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. right, the, the number of higher need children, you know, kids that might have a medical issue mm-hmm. or, or, or some type of, uh, of extra need right. in their life, the number of sibling sets, mm-hmm. that's increasing, mm-hmm. right? 
well, and also older youth. Older yeah, youth older as well is also youth. a bigger yeah. challenge as well. We're also, we're also seeing a tremendous need in some very specific subsets, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's, been a, there's been a recent effort over the last year or two in Orange County to better identify commercially sexually exploited children. And that's a whole population that, I mean, you can't, you can't just, you know, pick one of these kids up off the street and just, you know, magically have them be happy. Yeah, they, they, they need a lot of help. They need a lot of special care. And, and support from the community, too. And I yeah. think that's the thing is that when one family tries to take on all of these challenges and the trauma and the things that are going on, we have youth that certainly have acting out behaviors, some of the running away or the substance abuse, some of those types of things as well. But it's so important that we also have a community that comes around to support the families that are taking the kids in as well. Well, you need that special training because you can, I sure. mean, as deeply good as your heart is, you take a child and you're going to have to understand how do we deal with acting out behavior? How do we support a child that's been sexually traumatized? How, how do we support a child that may need resources um, for learning disabilities right. and get them the support that they need in school to learn? So there's so many things that come together and that's what's so great about FRC is they have all these resources. Thank you for stepping in and being a resource family and and fostering children. And now we're going to help you with the parenting. And now we're going to help you with this. And now we're going to help you with that. And that's and that's what it takes. Well, and, and you know, you pointed out that you've got that sticker on the back of your mm-hmm. car, right? Yeah. That never leave a child alone in a car sticker. Well, that's part of our campaign as well. We right. we have this this um, chosen child checker. We have this water watcher. You know, those those are very fundamental safety, well-being kinds of right. pieces to this awareness campaign. Making sure that when when kids are around water, somebody's watching them. Right. The vast majority, over fifty percent of the, the the deaths of children in water situations yeah. tend to be accidental from the standpoint of. Oh, I thought you were watching. And I thought you were because we were all standing here, and there's twenty of us, and, <laughs> and there's, you know, all these. And, and, you know, yeah. it's it's tragic, but that's really the case. The situations where a child is left in a car, it's it's literally accidental. It's mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, my wife is the one that normally takes the kid, or I'm the one that normally takes the kid. And I was carrying in the groceries and doing the groceries, and you know, it's like Forgot oh, me at a dentist appointment. I was driving. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and all of a sudden. There's there's the death of a child, and it's it's little stuff in those situations. It's like you know, take the kids' plush toy, you know, their mm-hmm. teddy bear, put it in the in the front seat next to you as the reminder when you get out. It's like oh yeah, and literally, the you know you got an infant in a car seat in the back seat. They're asleep. They're quiet. You're rushed. You're hurried. You're hectic. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to imagine, but people forget. And it's also too for new parents when when I think about this so much because as a new parent, right, you have to be you get into the habit of I'm buckling the baby, I'm taking the baby, you know, and so for new parents I think this happens, which is one of the reasons we reach out and do this training for new parents at the hospital to make them mindful. Here's your sticker, remember, here's your chosen child checker. Just by seeing that you're gonna remember when you get out of the car, oh yeah, you know, I have to take a look back here. But as you mentioned, you get big groups of people traveling places and that chosen child checker helps because now everybody's right. getting out of the car if we're in a rush to go to a, a family function, nobody's going to forget. You're the person that's going to make sure that these three kids are out of the car and we're all going in together. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's really, you know, the Rays Foundation as Orange County's Child Abuse Prevention Council, one of our underpinnings is this awareness campaign. So that's where a lot of this comes from. We're trying to do this outreach in the community to connect people to the needs of families, to to the needs of children, mm-hmm. and even for their own, right? Just this 
chosen child checker that's just be aware of your child's needs right mm -hmm. but it's also connected to our role as a partner in this FRC platform right. we're in seven of those 15 FRC's providing services mm -hmm. so we're we're a partner with the county I mean we're attached at the hip so to speak we're, we're both in this battle together and there are, are dozens and dozens and dozens of other nonprofits that are also working through those FRC's and as Scott said that's one of the beauties of this mm -hmm. it's leveraging all the talent all the resources all the energy and abilities of these various local area nonprofits mm -hmm. and it brings all of that expertise under one roof so the family because we know that there's a lot of barriers with transportation families getting around and so if we know that and I'm a parent of four teenagers and even the time issue becomes massive for all of us right and so now if they can just go to one place and have again all these partners that come in bring the expertise and have it all under one roof in a place that they're comfortable and if you think about it when families are at their most vulnerable times they draw in not reach out but if they can make that connection first and now when they have that vulnerable time they now have that relationship and that connection that allows them to feel more comfortable to be able to do some of those things so it makes all the differences those relationships well and i think for many families it's a, a continuum of care right i mean they might stick with one thing but if the, as i mentioned earlier if they have to go out to all these other locations as you mentioned the time the, the stress of getting places multiple kids especially if you're living in a car right but there's so much to think of to get those cares so if it's all under one roof they're more likely to stick with it and their family will continue to get that service and they're not just sheltering and their ability to reach out it's the same thing with depression right many people turn inward right. and in times of stress people aren't able to think as clearly and what are all my you know there's a lot of resources but it's very right. difficult when you're under an acute amount of stress to be resourceful right and so you're providing that opportunity to say everything's here we got you covered you don't have to think and stress out about it it's all right here and also having that cultural connection with the community the bilingual services that that ability that people can really relate because they're embedded in the community so they know the community better than anybody which really Really helps those families as well and we have uh, uh, just about a minute here left before we wrap our show um, Eldon any any closing words or some thoughts about uh, things that are coming up in the next uh, in the next month sure um, obviously one of the great things that we do as part of Child Abuse Awareness Month is the annual Child Abuse Prevention Conference right. that will be right here on campus at UCI on April 27th right. um, so we'd, we'd love to see anybody and everybody participate in that. We have a variety of, of workshops and components to that. There's an entire track of, of training and, and workshop experiences for, for families and parents. Mm -hmm. There's a whole track that's connected to professionals and developing professional skills. So, you know, come on down to UCI. Yeah, be be, be a part of that program. Yeah. Um, there's also a whole series of events around the community that we'll be doing uh, April 22nd at Manzanita Park in Anaheim. There's going to be a, a family fun day there. That'll be a great event. Um, we obviously have the art, roving art exhibit. There's an art, a piece of that art exhibit that's at the Kids Museum in Santa Ana at the Bowers. Yeah. So that's a great thing to go see. Um, and then, of course, there's, you know, this great opportunity for going to an FRC. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, if you, go to fact, if you go to factoc.org and click on the site, there's a whole calendar yeah. of events for the FRC near everybody as well. Every one of the well. FRCs has an event during the month, Great. right? Um, and so then, a lot of family events are going to be yeah. happening all throughout the month. It's so. just all over the place. 
Well, thank you very much, both of you, for joining me here. Uh, again, you've been listening to The Parenting Hour here. I'm your host, Carrie Rhodes, and you've been listening to 88.9 FM in Irvine. And you can hear more about the story. If you're just tuning in here the last part of the hour, go back to KUCI.org, and you can hear everything that's going to be happening um, and uh, learning all about things that the Race Foundation is doing, the FRC centers are doing to strengthen families. And that's the main thing is that really as a community, we're all working our efforts to strengthen families. So thank you very much. And uh, please go learn about the upcoming conference here at UCI as well. Thank you for tuning in. And all month long, we're gonna be doing things, um, talking about strengthening families and having lots of guests talking about their work in child abuse prevention. So thank you very much, both of you for joining me.